Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hello and welcome to Off The Beaten Track Podcast. I'm your host, I'm Stu Whiffin. It's another week, therefore it's another episode. Today's episode, I sit down with Alan Sipa Mustafa, aka MC Grinder. And we have a right laugh. You're in for a treat today. It's uh, it's an absolute banger. Um, before we get on with that chat, just a few thank yous and shout outs. Um, big thanks to Scroobius Pip and all my brothers and sisters at the Distraction Pieces Network. Thank you to 76 for producing this podcast. And if this is your first time listening to Off The Beaten Track, then when you finish listening to my uh, chat with Sipa, then go and um, check out the back catalogue because uh, there's 250 episodes now. If you like comedy, you can hear me talking to um, in-betweeners, James Buckley, uh, Blake Harrison. You can hear me talking to James Acaster, Ed Gamble, Maisie Adam. If you like your music, uh, you can hear me talking to Chuck Lee of Public Enemy, Tommy Lee of Motley Crue, Fatboy Slim. Uh, and, uh, yeah, and if uh, you like your producers, you can hear, we talk quite uh, at length about Nirvana on this podcast. You can hear me interviewing Butch Vig, a producer of that that very album. And, uh, yeah, and if you like your actors, Maxine P, Commander Abington, Michael Smiley, there's, there's loads. Go and have a rummage in the archives, and I'm sure you'll find something that you'll enjoy listening to to um and also if you'd like to support this podcast uh i have a patreon page that accompanies it so every week i put up two or three little radio shows that i throw together where i play some records have a chit chat uh also put up some video episodes and some exclusive um one-off interviews as well over on there and you can find out about all of this stuff and get access to the patreon and the back catalog and merch and everything else at www.offthebeatandtrackpodcast.com Let's get on with today's chat. Please enjoy Off The Beat and Track Podcast with Alan Sipo Mustafa. It's Off The Beat and Track Podcast on the Distraction Pieces Network. With me, Stu Whiffin. Okay, we are recording. Joining me via the means of Zoom today. Sipa, how you doing? Yes, all good, man. How you doing? Sipa. Seeper, yeah. Like, what, what are we going for? Because it's like it's like Alan Seeper Mustafa. I don't know what yeah. to go for. What are you comfortable with? You can't call me a cunt if you want. <laughs> I can't do that, man. <laughs> uh, now, nah, uh, yeah, call me whatever you want. Call me Alan. Call me Seeper. Is just a nickname that everyone calls me. So, um, it's what are you comfortable man. with? Just whatever, man. Yeah, call me Seeper. Yeah, right, that's right. cool. Yeah. We'll go with that then. Or, or Super Superman. Yeah, up to you. Seeper's good. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I appreciate your time today, mate. And before we, we start talking records and stuff, I just want to kind of ask how you found... I mean, we should point out that we're recording this on the 2nd of Feb and we're still in the, the, the thick of, a, of, of another, another lockdown. So I just want yeah. to know how you found the last 10, 11 months as both a, you know, a human being and a, and a creative. Yeah. Um, well, I don't know. Obviously, you know, I'm in a... I appreciate that I'm in a privileged position that, you know, I, I can work from home or I can create stuff from home and that. So it hasn't really affected things like that. In a way, it was good to, like, slow down, take some time out, do you know what I mean? And and do things, uh, do things that you'd usually, like, put aside or, or procrastinate. At first, I just, I, I did nothing, do you know what I mean? I, I literally just enjoyed there's a lot of reflection as well because uh, you don't really stop and then you, you start thinking about things you've done and, and I guess appreciating things you've done more, more than ever. Um, and just like catching up on old friendships and, and, and life and stuff, which is good, which, which also feeds, I guess, into uh, being creative because you're just living life again a little bit. Do you know what I mean? So you're sort of um, having time to be inspired again, maybe, I don't know. But uh, yeah, well, we had a lot of writing work to do, so it, it was kind of like I would have just been locked away anyway. Do you know what I mean? And uh, and then me and Hugo started our podcast as well because we felt like there wasn't enough podcasts in the world. <laughs> Need another one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> but like, do you know what? More more so than ever, it was just a good way of catching up as well, and just like doing something that wasn't like with your flatmate do you know what I mean yeah. like it, it was it, it, it was good man um and uh I don't know man like, I do feel like reflecting back on it it probably did have an effect on me because I didn't because I had I had I sort of got COVID last year in like March oh really then, early on yeah yeah pretty early on man and like and then it's it sort of done me in and then like but you know i'm young and relatively healthy touch wood so it's just more like you know flu and tight chest and that but it lasted quite a long time and then then i was kind of knackered off it then i had to have an operation for something else and we're all stuck indoors and it's like this this time round in lockdown i'm doing what what i wanted to be doing is like you know when people say oh, i'm just gonna focus on a you know what i mean like eating right and 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 yeah. get, being healthy and working so you know that's what i'm doing now and i'm feeling a lot better now man so uh it's one of them ones you don't realise at the time, but on reflection, like it, it probably did, did have an effect on me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Let's talk records. Um, yeah, man. I'm going to ask you for the uh, for the first track to tell me the song that you regard as having the greatest ever intro. Yeah, well, it's hard, man, because there's there's a few tracks, but well, you can have I'm... some honourable mentions, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's okay. Cool. That's sweet. All right. So, so probably the one I'd put in the hat. The metaphorical hat um, would be uh, "Original Nutter" by Shy FX. What a tune, man! I, yeah, mate. Like it's like I I was listening to a podcast with Riz Ahmed the other day, yeah, and he said he said it so well. He said, uh, "That's the one track that if if an alien came down and you wanted to show them about London culture in that time, yeah. you'd show them that track." It's it's so true, man. It just encapsulates it. Like this guy, you know, this like. Uh, he's like an Iraqi guy from London, 
but doing a Jamaican style. You know what I mean? Over drum and bass, which yeah. is it's, it's just that it's a melting pot, isn't it, man? And like, yeah, it's just that big up shy effects, man. He's a G for that one. And um, yeah, it's it's kind of timeless, man. Like whenever we drop that at raves when we when we play out and that, it's just it, no matter what generation, it always bangs, you know what I mean? But but yeah, aside from that, the intro, um, the intro has it's a skit from um it's a little bit from uh, the, the the beginning of Goodfellas, man, which yeah. is like one of my favorite films of all time, man. So, yeah. so I couldn't not put it in the bag. You know what I mean? Like, when he's like, he's talking about um, carry, like carrying. We used to carry the, like your your mum or your grandma's bags or whatever out, right? And it was out of respect. You know what yeah. I mean? And then it comes in like, ah, <laughs> oh, man, that's some gangster shit. <laughs> Do you know what that film, man? It's it's like crack. It's one of them ones yeah. that like. If I just like, I think, right, I'm going to go to bed now. And like, and I just go off yeah. the TV and it's like, oh, Goodfellas has just started. And I was just yeah. like, that's it. I'm three hours in there. Like, it's yeah. going to happen. He's like, can't turn that off, man. And it is, that intro so impactful, you know. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, yeah, huge film, man. Like, do you, when you like, you're out and about and you've got like headphones on and you listen to music and that, do you kind of, do you immerse yourself in it? Do you picture it? Like yeah, you music course. videos when you're walking yeah, yeah. down the road, 100%, man. <laughs> 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my days. That's exactly what I do, man. Like, and then <laughs> you can just imagine what it looks like from the outside. And it's just silence outside. But like, I've got a better bop suddenly. Like, suddenly I think I could bang out anyone that even looks at me. Like, if I'm listening to certain things. Yeah. You know, like, you think you're bad when you're walking through and there's no one around. And then suddenly you're like, oh, fuck, you know. <laughs> but like yeah no it's proper like that or or it'll be like if i'm listening to some like atmospheric or, or you know like 80s shit you know and you're on a bus and you're looking out the window squinting and, you know, and i'm imagining there being a camera watching me do squinting <laughs> squinting thinking of a better day <laughs> but yeah no 100 percent. that's yeah i'm i'm well like that man i wonder if like, because you just mentioned that, so like people must do that. But I wonder if that's a thing that everyone does, or a certain type of person. I guess I've asked a few people on here that, yeah, and uh, and, and no one's ever said, no, no, I don't do that. Yeah, it's yeah, like, it's, yeah, it's yeah. impossible, man. Yeah. Like for me, it's like <laughs> yeah. you look at the massive attack video, you look at yeah. the bird video, yeah, and it's yeah, like yeah. you're strolling down the street, untouchable, exactly. aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> it is. It's that walking on your own, man. Like definitely. <laughs> <laughs> all right well for track two uh, i'm going to ask you the first song that you remember that had an emotional impact on you please okay cool so obviously like emotions can mean you know it can mean anger it can mean mm-hmm. whatever but i took it at the, <laughs> the most surface level which means a crying yeah, <laughs> and uh, I remember, I remember being in my room because I, 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 the reason I, I say this is because I, I do really remember the emotion of, of that moment. You know, like for me, the first music, like the first type of music I was into was rap, and it was always kind of like pretty, like just like hardcore, like West Coast, like gangster shit, or like you know, pretty dark, moody East Coast. Stuff, you know what I mean, like. Whereas I never really listened to like anything with singing on it or anything, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and um, I remember like listening. I had uh, Fuji's The Score, which was like one of one of my first albums I had, and um, and uh, yeah, like listening to uh, their version of No Woman No Cry, which is like uh, an acoustic like live version, I think. Like, and I think it's because uh, you know, like the audience and everything, you know, yeah. it gives you goosebumps. And um, and I just started imagining, you know, like. 
no woman no and i probably heard that before the bob marley version yeah. you know like 12 12 years oh, really? old really yeah and um and i remember just having like listening to it on my head for, you know like I don't know, like your mum's told you to clean your room or some shit. And I'm like potting around with it in my headphones. And like, and I just remember just getting goosebumps and just feel, having a lump in my throat, man. When it's just like, hey, little sister, don't shit. And, and, and hearing the audience, be like, oh, like and, and I was like, oh my dad. And then I just started thinking that, like, you know, like romanticizing it and thinking of my mum crying and stuff like, you know what I mean? Like, and I just remember feeling like, raw. that's, that's the first time like I felt this of music. Do you know what I mean? Like, this type of emotion of music, you know? Yeah. Um, and it was sick, you know, and then it, it made me go and find out where this song was from. And and I remember my mum bought me like a, you know, like, I don't know if you remember this, but like back in the day, sometimes you'd get people going around offices with like CDs. Yeah. And, uh, you know, like, and it was like a Bob Marley bootleg, like six pack of CDs. Yeah. And, my, and I was only into rap and my mum brought that home for me. I was like, what's this? Bob Marley, it's like 1950s. <laughs> and, then, and then I remember being like, oh shit, that's where that song's from. And yeah. like, oh, okay, this this guy, yeah. You know, and and then studied all of that stuff kind of thing. And so where was that? Where was home? Home was um, New Malden. So it's kind of like the outskirts of Southwest London, um, like New Malden. And then I moved to Cheserton. So it's kind of like, and, and he used to hang around in Kingston. It's that kind of area, man. It's kind of like nothing's really happening. You know what I mean? Like early on when you were teenagers, there's a bit of a, a graffiti MC DJ sort of jungle garage culture. But then people either go down a certain road, you know what I mean? Or they go down a road where they grow up too quickly and they just get a job and 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 there's no nothing created you know what i mean it's just that's kind of where it felt like there man and and you're like you're on the peripherals of it you know what i mean you're not really you're not really there you, you can you can smell london but you yeah. know what i mean you're not really there. and yeah. for some reason you don't really you know i mean most people don't really oh it's a mission i'm not going up there do you know what yeah. i mean it was like that it went till like college days and that until i started you know what i mean and meeting different people and hang around in west london and and then you know, eventually, all over and that, with, and, and and raving and that. Do you know what I mean? But yeah. but early on, it was literally that. You know what I mean? It's it just that. And 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 those early days at home, like aside from um, your Schneid Bob Marley uh, CDs, <laughs> was there was there like records on at home? Like, did your folks have music on and stuff? That's the thing, man. Like my mum's from my mum's from Czech Republic. Yeah, she's from Prague, and. Um, and she's like they they was raising like a communist era in it where there wasn't much outside uh anything coming from the outside and they couldn't go out either you know and there might be one person with like a beatles uh, tape or, like, and, and hiding while they listen to it you know what i mean they're not allowed um That's so they're crazy they're crazy in it man and and like if you think about it it's not it's like i'm talking about like the 60s and 70s yeah. you know like whereas people's parents here might have been hippies or they, they they was down with some sort of culture you know like or, or or i don't know you know uh uh teddy boys you know like there's different things different cultures right but like there was nothing there you know what i mean it was literally just whatever was inside the country you know so so even for her age, her taste is quite old school, you know, like there'd yeah. be like some Czech opera singers or like, you know, like a Czech folk singer or whatever that she loves. But like, she, they're not, it wasn't really a musical family, man. Like, and, and, and my dad's from Kurdistan, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, it's like, 
you know, again, there might be some Kurdish satellite TV on with like yeah. some random folk singer or some shit. But like, they weren't really into music, man. Like growing up, like it's mad when I reflect on it because I'm like, where did it come from for me? Because growing up, there was um, there was no music in the house really, apart from like my mum might be playing like a little bait one like that, like some Czech folk singer while she's cleaning, and I'm like, oh, f- f-. do you know what I mean? Like it's not <laughs> yeah. like you know, I, you know when you hear stories you're like, oh, yeah, like my yeah, my like. <laughs> My yeah, my parents used to listen to Curtis Mayfield and shit, you know, you know, what? <laughs> like soul music and funk playing in the house, loads of records. Like, it wasn't like that for me, man. Yeah, like, and it was TV for me in the house. It was TV. It was like it was more about um, it was more about me just being plopped in front of a TV and watch it. When I and when I think back, I'm like, yeah, but where did the music come from? It would have been like uh, the Box and MTV early on. That's that's where my first, you know. That's why I was into like um, a few select, you know, when you're a kid, you're into like a few select things because it's the only things that you've been yeah. fed. Do you know what I mean? So like I was into uh, Snoop Dogg, Doggy Style was one of my first tapes. And I remember listening to it and feeling that, you know, when you listen to something and you feel like you already recognize it, yeah. you know what I mean? You have that instant connection. And same with Nirvana. Uh, never mind. And that's probably because I was, you know, it, it would come up on MTV before. Yeah. You know I mean, it's probably in me without me even knowing, you know what I mean? Yeah. And Cypress Hill and, and Beastie Boys, all these, you know, that era of like MTV. Yeah. And, um, but before that, when I was a kid, I must have, you know, my mum must have, okay, so there must have been like an Elvis tape around or something because sure. weirdly enough, when I was like between the ages of five and eight, I was into Elvis because I had yeah. this one tape that I used to listen to. And, and and Michael Jackson as well, Michael Jackson bad, um, and uh, so those those were probably my first first ones. Like, but yeah. I don't even know why because it wasn't even my generation. But maybe that was something that was in the house. You know what I mean, that kind of early to mid nineties, like MTV generation was like that was when MTV stamped itself on the world. Yeah. Really, won it? That was yeah. like huge. There's so many records that you hear now that when you think you go back 10 years before that and it was just as music videos were sort of starting to happen, whereas now you hear Teen Spirit, you hear Sabotage, mm. what, you know, mm-hmm. you hear When the Ship Goes Down, whatever, you picture the video straight away, don't yeah. you? It's yeah, like, yeah, it's yeah, that yeah. visual representation straight there, isn't it? Yeah, for sure. And it went hand in hand. Yeah. And like, strangely enough, like, it was weird. It's almost like it went a little bit backwards because... I started on watching videos and that, but then if you think about it, then then what then would I get into next would have been like the underground hip hop and and jungle and garage. Then you don't have no faces to what yeah. it is because it's all pirate radio and that. Even yeah. though this is years after music videos have come out and that, yeah. but it's more of a DIY generation yeah. type thing, isn't it? Oh well, I want to pick up on that in in, in a little bit, but just yeah. just quickly, I'll just sort of keep in the formative. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. 
and it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Years for track free. And ask you to song remind you of your time at school, please. Yeah, yeah. That's, so that was so like I was saying, like my first ever tape was um Snoop Dogg Doggy style. And I remember um just seeing it in my sister's friend's room and um and borrowing it without her knowing and never giving it back. <laughs> <laughs> and um and I was about eleven years old, like it was my first hip hop tape. I just because I saw the obviously saw the cover. And the cover's iconic, man. It's that for anyone that ain't seen it, it's like a animated cover of Snoop as a dog with you know, it's over a kennel with a girl's arse sticking out. <laughs> so I've actually got tattooed on me now as well. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so as a kid I was obviously drawn to that and then I started banging it on my headphones. And uh and I remember there was and obviously still to this day, like for me the whole album is perfect, like Dre on production, uh it's just I don't know it's just so like that the mix as well it just sounds so good like especially for the time you know and every single tune fit in nicely like obviously some of the subjects are a bit dated and I can't really yeah, I can't really I mean, relate to them but you know just to touch on that like as a as a young kid that yeah. must have been so rude and exciting and naughty oh, yeah. do you know what I mean yeah, for sure and you know what it was that like it, this sounds weird, but like it did, it gave me like a, it it did make me have a little bit of a like misogynistic edge at the time, you know, just mm. like, oh yeah, no, f- fuck bitches, they're going to cheat. And you know, like, even though I didn't know, I've never even had a girlfriend, you know what I mean? But that was kind of installed <laughs> yeah. in you. And that kind of then went hand in hand with like the root boy culture as you got older, do you know what I mean? Like the sort of bravado of it all and stuff, you know, mm. I'm talking, hey, once you get to like 20, you realize it's bullshit. And mm. you know what I mean? You grow up and you learn. But like, those things did install that in yeah. me, you know, like, and like also smoking weed. I wanted to smoke weed before I'd ever smoke weed just because yeah. it felt right. It, it wasn't even like, I want to look like that guy. I understood that I wasn't, you know what I mean? But like, I just wanted, it just felt right. Like that sound with smoking, you know, especially then after that, I got Temples of Boom, Cypress Hill and um, Bone Fugs in Harmony, East 99 and all these things. This was all smoking music. Do you know what I mean? Like, but you want to immerse yourself in the whole thing, don't you? Yeah, if that's what sure. you know you're into. You like the videos. You like the music. You want to, yeah. you know, you want to dress like a mu- You know, you, you want to be part of that, bruv. that culture, yeah. don't you? Bruv, I used to like. I used to have the big, the big plaid check shirts and that. Yeah, I had like because I was also into Nirvana a little bit. I had um, but and I wanted to like look like Kurt Cobain at first. But um, I was obviously I'm quite like, like dark hair, <laughs> and then like so I had my hair grown. And then I tried to bleach it and it went like fucking orange or some shit. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, no, fuck that shit. And I got, you know, listen to Snoop Dogg. Dog. And then I remember like braiding my hair, brother, rubber bands, yeah, wearing check shirts and baggy jeans and wanting a 40. I didn't even know what a 40 was, but I just wanted like a 40 and shit. I didn't even drink yet. 
And like, and going around, and, and that's why this tune that I'm about to say, um, Pump Pump, yeah, by Snoop Dogg. Uh, it's one of the last songs on his on Doggy Style album. I used to go around the playground just spitting those lyrics. Like, it's like, you hear and you fear, I got something for you. And, uh, uh, and like, because, because, yeah, I think it, I really, it really hit me differently is because it's Snoop on the first verse. And then the second verse is, oh man, I forgot his name, man. But you know, you get like the little kid that's called Lil some, something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Lil Malik, I think his name yeah. is, yeah? And I thought it was a girl at first. And then I looked in the back, I was like, oh, sh- that's like a kid that's like 11 years, you know? And he's talking about like, make up your mind. What's it? Make up your mind, boss gas or sling rocks. And I'm like, right, right. He's got to make up his mind. He's either selling crack or shoot guns. Both, do both. I'm not for both. <laughs> and like, you know, really romanticizing it in my head. You know, like which is mad, isn't it, for a kid? But um, you're you're looking at it like a cartoon. You're not. I guess you're not looking at. It. <laughs> the, the lives it's destroying. But uh... but, it, but it's you know it's it's. It's that point where you just, I guess you're starting to sort of grow up and, and, and find your tribe and find, yeah, you know, find yeah. what you're about and find, you know, and rather than just hearing the stuff that, you know, you would sort of see on, on top of the pops or what your parents are playing, you are finding your own thing. And I think that's, yeah. that's an exciting time, man. And like, and of course you're going to stumble and, and make weird choices. That's what it's all <laughs> yeah. about, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> it's true, man. And I'm glad, I'm glad I made them then and not now. Do you know what I mean? Like, walking <laughs> yeah. around my hair braided <laughs> like a 40. <laughs> Saying, what's up, bitch, to people. <laughs> so, so how, how was school? Did you enjoy it? Uh, yeah. Uh, like junior school, I kind of have vague re- memories of like everything's always normal at junior school, isn't it? Like just plodding along and that. And then I think, yeah, like the last year of junior school, I started finding out about, you know, West Coast hip hop. And I don't think anyone else really knew what I was talking about, but I was trying to, you know, like you're trying to school people on it. Trust me, like <laughs> get on this. Like, and then, uh, and then secondary school was like, I went to private school for a year and, um, and then I went to um, to like normal school, you know, like after that in year eight. And um, so obviously it was a big jump, do you know what I'm saying? Because it's a big jump from junior school anyway. And it's almost like you're having a little soft, you're having a soft in when you're going to a private school, you know what I mean? But then, yeah, so like secondary school, it was all right, man. Like I, I'm glad it wasn't the best days of my life because I don't, I wouldn't want to reflect on it like, oh man, I miss those days because like, uh, I'm having a sick time now. Do you know what I mean? But, but it was sick. It was good, and it was. Um, in a way, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing now if it wasn't for 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 school, really, because that's where I learned. You know what I mean? That's where I learned about graffiti. Like that's where I learned about culture. You know, there's, it was a tough time because, like, you, you know, you're getting terrorized. You're you're then terrorizing people because it, it was just that sort of vibe. You know what I mean? Like it was that era of like like rude boys you know what I mean like the back of the bus you know what I mean and that and it was like and you're trying to immerse yourself in that to be to not be you know what I mean to not be the uh the prey you know what Coach, I mean but, yeah but you're essentially acting you know what I mean like because like which now when I'm reflecting on it, oh, it's probably coming useful do you know what I'm saying like being an actor and but also uh like the positives it's like yeah like I learned you know learned about graffiti culture like that was a massive part of my life um the sort of romance of it all, like everyone always being free and, and like, you know what I mean? And like, 
I don't know, like you don't even need much money because there's other ways of getting everything you need for the day. And you know what I mean? Like it, yeah. it's, it's sick. It was like, that was cool. And, and also that the, um, you know, converting the, um, emulating Snoop Dogg lyrics in, in rap to, to, to then emulating like soul solid crew lyrics and stuff. And, and then coming out of your own bars and then becoming yeah. an MC and, you know, like, and, and they were little things that would get you through as well. And it like, if you were, if you had your little bits within the culture, then you didn't have to get involved in other certain bits. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, of course. So like, yeah. And then pirate radio is like a massive thing and, and squat parties and raving and stuff. And that was all kind of, not necessarily all the school time, but it all stemmed from the relationships and, and the understanding, the culture that I got from school. Do you know what I'm saying? Um, that's a, that's the stuff that, I, you know, that I liked from it. But otherwise, you know, you know. Did you know what you wanted to be when you was at school? Um, to be honest, yeah. Like I always wanted, I always thought I was going to be, yeah, I probably always thought I was going to be a, a, a rapper. Like, or an MC at the time, you know. In fact, I was smoking so much weed and, and I didn't really care what I'd be in the future at the time. But I, in the back of my mind, I feel like I always thought, I'll be doing sound and music, do you know what I mean? Like, I'll be all right, I'll, I'll, I'll sort it then. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, like, as long as I'm doing enough now for myself, it's cool. It's not until I got to, like, like sort of college times and that, where I was more... Then I got more into, like... uh or like yeah, like yeah, college. Actually, college. I was still into like jungle and stuff like that. And then, then I was learning through the people I met there. I was learning more about hip hop, more about my first love that I put on the shelf for a bit because of yeah. garage and jungle and that. And they taught me about like you know more niche things like you know like Raekwon solo album and and Big Pun and Big L and you know what I mean. And, and then I was like, rah, that, oh, actually, MC and shit like nah, it's all about rap like deep rapid, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's, you got to be saying something. And then I was mad into like 90s hip hop. And I thought, I, in my mind, I was like, I, what I'm going to be a rapper and I'm happy with just being an underground rapper with a little flat and, and enough to pay rent, that's it. Do you know what I mean? I didn't really have massive aspirations. But you, you said that, you know, you, you'd, you'd immerse yourself in, you know, that that kind of rude boy culture as as an outsider kind of, you know, acting to, to, to obviously not, end up being like you know the one that got the shit yeah and yeah. And, and and obviously you said that you you went from a private school to a comprehensive and yeah. all of these things are quite like major things in a young person's life and then you've gone on to become you know very successful and in the public eye mm. was you confident then nah well uh it's hard isn't it because like i'm not necessarily the most confident or, or like Maybe I am not, like, I guess the more you achieve in life, the more you trust your judgment and yourself, right? So that builds confidence, right? But like, I don't think I was that confident. I was just, um, it's weird, isn't it? When I think back it, I'm like, I just got away with loads of shit. (laughs) And like, just like, I don't know, man. Like, maybe maybe I was, but I wasn't, like, I was quite, you know, like, I didn't even move out of my house until quite late in life. And, and like, my mum was quite like, you know, I'd be grounded all the time. And you know what I mean? So it, on reflection, I actually wasn't let to be stepped, like I wasn't really um, allowed to be on, on my own too, you know, walking on my own 200% because like, cause you always had this in the back of your mind, you know what I mean? But like, maybe I was confident enough just to like, blag my way through a few things, you know what I mean? But like. Are you, are you, you driven? Know? 
Uh, I wasn't, but I am now. But when I have these conversations, it makes you think, well, there must have been something. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because, but you just don't know it. You know what I mean? Because I smoked so much weed as well back then. Like, that honestly, from like, from the ages of like 16 to 28, I had, let's just say, a way of having as much much drawer as I could possibly want every yeah. day. Do you know what I'm saying? So it's like, and that was my lifestyle. And 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 pretty much because of these records that started me off in life, it was part yeah. of the life. You know, you've got a soundtrack to it. You've got, you know what I mean? The, you know, everyone around you, do you know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, it's hard to tell whether I was, if I'm naturally a driven person, it was that yeah. just, that dumbed me down or whether I was just a bit lazy, you know what I mean? And a bit, maybe a bit scared. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Maybe a bit scared to be too ambitious because I don't know what that brings. You know, I don't want the responsibility of being too ambitious. I really like the way that you kind of put a time scale on your life by genres of music. So yeah, that was yeah, like, yeah, yeah, that was jungle then. And then I went, yeah. you know, 90s. It's like, that's really interesting. <laughs> it's true, man. It's proper soundtrack business, man. Yeah. All right. Well, look, for, this is the last track in the, uh, the formative years. So what was the first record you remember buying from a record shop? Uh, oh, okay, cool. <clears throat> so, so the first record I bought was um, um, so it would have been an album though. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? But I can pick a track off it. Do you know what I yeah. mean? So, so the album was uh, Wu Tang Thirty Six Chambers. That and do. yeah, and I, me- I remember being in. Um, I think my sister lived in Dubai. Yeah, and um, I think this is what happened. And you know, when you're on holiday, like your mum gives you a little bit of pee or whatever. And, uh, and she was like, yeah, you can have, you know, like a little bit of money and you can go buy yourself whatever you want, you know, to take back home. I was like, oh, sick. I think there's like a HMV or R price or whatever, something like that. I walked in, I was like, oh, yeah, sick. Wu-Tang. Yeah, I've heard of these lot, man. And then, uh, so I bought, yeah, Wu-Tang 36 Chambers. And, uh, and I brought it back home in England because it's in Dubai. It's like... All the swear words were cut out, and she was like, oh, it doesn't have the same impact. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember, I think it was even a CD. It wasn't even a tape. It was a CD. Um, but yeah, man, it, it made me fall in love with Wu-Tang. And, and if I was to pick a track off there, it would be uh, Bring the Ruckus. And, and to touch on, touch on record shops uh, for a moment, and aside from sort of buying that in HMV, as... You you know you went more into kind of I guess you know drum and bass and jungle and and the underground you know uh, hip hop scene and stuff. How important did record shops become for you then? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Proper man, they were quite intimidating places to be honest back then. Like when you're first coming up and you don't like now you think yeah like, it's just some fucking old neaky white guy man. But like at the time I'm like, oh he's God man, he's yeah, the yeah, tastemaker, yeah, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, he knows exactly what he's talking about and he can see right through me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And he's going to have thirty <laughs> notes off of you and mug you right off <laughs> yeah, every yeah, yeah. time. <laughs> <laughs> and all you want to do is try and learn and try and listen to things, but he's got time for that. That's exactly what it is, man. And like it was that man, and I wasn't a DJ, like I was an MC in it. So, so I, I didn't really have, I wouldn't really go to record shops to like listen to tunes and stuff like that. But I'd always go with someone that, that like with a DJ, you know what I mean? So it'd be like um, slamming vinyl, you know what I mean? Back in the day, <clears throat> sorry, uh, back in the day. So I'd like, and what I'm there for is to like kind of listen with him, like yeah, that'd be sick to spit to or whatever. But yeah. also um, 
one of the most important things is to get the free flyers that are there so I could fill up my room, my wall with the free flyers to raise that that I've never been to. (laughs) (laughs) Mate, if anyone would have seen my bedroom back in the early 90s and late 80s, you would have think that I had been to every one of the biggest yeah. raves on the planet. I've yeah. just been down my local record shop. Yeah, that was it. hundred percent, bro. <laughs> Honestly, bro, I'd never been to, I'd never been to a legal drum and bass rave um, until, you know, maybe fucking, I don't know, like when I was at 24 or whatever, yeah. But at fucking, you know, 16, 17, 18, like my whole thing is like best of British, one nation, like all these raves <laughs> and that, like, Sometimes probably even raves of music I don't even listen to. I was just like, it's pretty sick flyers. <laughs> <Whack it on." laughs> um, so has yeah. the visual always been important? Because, I mean, without talking about this TV stuff, more, more you mentioned like, you know, uh, graffiti and stuff like, and, mm. and, and flyers and that. Have you always kind of attached a really strong visual to music? Yeah, I think so. I think... It's hard, isn't it? Because, like I said, uh, when, when you used to look... Because a, a big part of my, like... Uh, just uh sorry speak sometimes a big a big part of my the time i would spend would be like maybe being grounded uh, by my mum and then uh just like in my room window cracked open smoking hash doesn't stink as much as skunk back then and <laughs> and then um <laughs> and, and 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 then and then just listening to delight fm you know what i mean like which was uh like soul solid cruise radio station well they Start, it's kind of a supreme FM and then Delight FM is the one of my generation that I mm. caught uh, and because we were in Southwest and that, that was in like Battersea I think or Clapham even you'd, you'd, you'd get it like you know what I mean it, it would have a little bit of a um, bit of a fucking crackle but the, I think that added to it man yeah but, definitely but like to say about like the visuals and that there was no visuals then but it was like you'd be sitting there, like I'd, honestly yeah I'd be sitting there like these days, you've got so many things like the TV, like blah, you know, like lighting system. You know what I mean? I was literally there with a little hi-fi on a just a hard chair with a lamp on, smoking zoo after zoo, just listening. Do you know what I mean? Staring at the wall, just listening. You know what yeah. I mean? To, to to them on a and it's sick because it's live and there's phone-ins and you feel like you're there with them and you're yeah. just imagining what they look like. Do you know what I mean? You don't yeah. know what they look like and and you're painting so so visually it's actually more interesting because you're painting these images of them. And it was the same with graffiti. Like, you know what I mean? Like you'd be like, Oh, right. Like you'd see, you know what I mean? You'd see a tag of someone that you looked up to and you'd be like, and you could just smell fresh paint. You're like, Oh my, they were just here. Like, right. I wonder what they look like. You know, that's it. So that visual thing was, um, even if it wasn't there, it was something that you'd actually, uh, you know, like almost fantasize about. You know what I mean? Like, Absolutely. And, and, and uh, you know, I'll take that back to, you know, not you know. I guess that the, the, the mid eighties. You know, yeah. for me, growing up, you know, in in, in Essex, hip hop was just coming out. You know, yeah. hip hop was 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 starting to establish, but you couldn't find it anywhere. Yeah, like, you you maybe you know you could get a little bit of it on the radio, and like and and the same with graffiti, and this whole kind of culture was exploding, and and there was a, there was a book called Subway Art. Yeah, and, of like, course, and classic, the, and, yeah. and like that Subway Art you had to pre-book it from our local library because it was like block <laughs> booked by every kid in my school. Yeah, yeah. And like, well, there'd always be like one spoiled kid that had it and like literally everyone would be like looking over the show just to see a little bit of graffiti. Yeah. And it was like, because you was just so starved of it. And and that kind of, you know, what you said there, like just sitting on a chair, you know, smoking and just listening to, yeah. to, to something and then picturing it. It's because you couldn't go on the internet and you couldn't uh, go and see what they had for dinner. You couldn't yeah. see what he looked like. You couldn't see, you know, where his missus had, had just been shopping. You couldn't see any of that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. like, it's, it, it's it left it all to the imagination. And I think that 
is something that, you know, I don't want to sound like, you know, an old man by just going, like, <laughs> oh, you know, it ain't like how it was. But I do think something's lost. <laughs> yeah, you're right, Everything's man. so there. And, yeah, for you know, sure. There's no journey. No, and, and also, like, the, like, like what you said, like, what you could get, like, you know, like, you might only get one tape that's shared between everyone or, yeah. or, you know, one CD or whatever. And so you study that. Do you know what I mean? You listen to that. That's why you know word for word all the tunes that you came up on. Do you know what I yeah. mean? But you might you might have some new favourite songs, but you yeah. might not know them lyric for lyric because you've got so much else to listen to. Do you know what and, I mean? And you describe that Snoop cover mm. really, really well. Whereas mm-hmm. now, if someone was to tell you, oh, what's the, you know, the, the last album by whoever, what's on a sleeve? People don't really know no. now. And that's no. the other thing, while I'm teetering on old man territory, like, <laughs> it is that the album artwork is kind yeah. of lost in the fact that now everything is... There's pros and cons, obviously. I love of the course. fact that you can listen to everything, and I'm as guilty as the next man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that kind of sitting there and looking at that Snoop cover was yeah, like, man. was exciting, wasn't it? Yeah, and reading like the insides, like, yeah. uh, I wonder who that is that they're talking about. Yeah. Oh, I've heard him, oh, Thingy, I heard him actually mention that on the tune. That must be his cousin. You know what I mean? Like, all that yeah. sort of shit. The, like, the mystique of it all, man. Yeah. All right. Track five. The song that soundtrack the years, uh, clubbing, please. Yeah, okay. So that's probably, um, it's a hard one, isn't it? Because like, there's like, a lot of my clubbing years would have been squat parties, basically, like this jungle and stuff. But, uh, you know, that was just, you can't even really remember what they're playing. <laughs> but, but like, but also there would have been like under 18s raves and stuff, you know, like, uh, because probably people's like, people's clubbing years age-wise yeah like what's normal i probably was just standing around blazing and shit do you know what i mean around people's yeah. houses just in tapes and that so i've got to piece it together from different ages i used to go out do you know what i mean and if i was to you know and from under 18s raves and, and as i got older like raving and, and the sets we do and stuff so it'll probably be a 138 track by dj zinc yeah because like garage is such a massive part of like you know what i was into the my fashion you know yeah. like uh, and this track, man, like whether it's clubbing or whether it's listening to it on a soul solid set or whatever, when it comes on, you're just like, oh man, like this to this day, man, it, it just stays with you. You know, like when you, it's just, it's one of them ones, isn't it? Like, yeah, the tracks you hear when you are, when you first fall in love with something will always stay with you, man. And yeah, and you got just, to work with Ben, right? Yeah, man. I, um, we, I think we've done some gigs with him as well. And also, we're, um, we're doing a, yeah, we're doing a, we're working on a little satin that we can't really talk about, but we're working on a little satin to drop like some new music and that. And, uh, and we've been chatting to Ben as well. We've been chatting to Zinc as well. Yeah. Wicked. Yeah. Wicked. <laughs> All right. Um, let's take you on for track six. Uh, a favourite song from an artist from your home county, please. Okay. So I had to Google what home county meant. And um... <laughs> <laughs> we've tanned, I, like, I guess it's London, isn't it? Like... Yeah, yeah, exactly. I was thinking like, fucking hell, Cheserton, uh, nothing really going on there. <laughs> so yeah, I just said, I just thought, yeah, London. So uh, for me, uh, one of the, for me, the best rapper uh, in the UK is Cass is Dead. And uh, I just feel like he just, he branches over. You can tell that he's like he's been through grime. He probably listened to like real hip hop. You know what I mean? But so, you know, he's lived a certain lifestyle. He's been through a lot of shit. So there's a lot of like you know pain, humor, uh, technical ability, depth, uh, and uh, amazing creative choices within his music, man. And like I feel like 
that, you know, especially a lot of time in our scene, people are scared to take risks and then they play it safe and they've got to be like this or they've got to be like that. It's just, it feels like he doesn't follow any of the rules, man. And like, for me being like a real, real hip hop guy, like a lot of the times, even some of my favourite artists, amazing like UK artists, you know, they'd be a lot simpler lyrically or whatever. But for me, Cass is just someone that you could just put in, just rap in general. It doesn't matter, UK, US, do you know what I mean? Like, and for me, he's the best from out here, man. And uh, so his track, Pat's Earrings, uh, is just, I think it's just an amazing track, man. I loved it. I lo- it's got like a proper 80s nostalgia. Yeah, it's really it, like, it's quite synth heavy, isn't it? Proper. And and like, even it makes, to be honest, yeah, it gives me goosebumps and will put a lump in my throat, even though what he's spitting about isn't anything. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it's just so, I don't know, even his bars are like nostalgic and like, there's a romance to him and it's like very filmic. Do you know what I mean? Like it's very, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, uh, and we used it on, on people's do nothing. Like we've, yeah. we've never ever used a non garage track uh, as part of uh, the soundtrack for a scene. Uh, and we made the, made the decision to use this track for the last ever scene of the last ever series, yeah. man. And like, bro, like it's just, you know, we're all saying goodbye to each other in the scene and this comes on as an aerial shot. I'm like, this is perfect, man. Like, yeah. He's a genius, man. Shout out Cass. Last track, a song that many men may not know that you want them to hear. And I guess we had a, we had a oh. chat on email, and uh, and you've kind of gone on a sort of guilty pleasure. Tip. Okay, sorry, that's completely. I've got that completely wrong. When you said it out loud, I get what you mean now. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, I'll tell you what. You, you can you can throw in your guilty pleasure, and if uh, you've yeah, got yeah, if yeah, you've true. got something that you want to shout about that you think yeah, people yeah, need yeah, to yeah, check yeah. out, then throw All that right. in as well. All right, that's a good shout. All right, cool. So guilty pleasure, yeah, is, um, again, you know, like when you're a kid and you're not necessarily into, you know, you haven't got the whole album of that person or whatever, but it's that one track you've heard and for some reason the chords hit you, you know, as a kid, you know, it's quite like, it's quite like um, uh, entrance level punky, isn't it? Like rebellious chords, (laughs) you know what I mean? And it it was uh, Green Day when I come around and to this day, I don't even listen to it. There's nothing I listen to that's even similar. Well, maybe apart from Nirvana, but that, you know, that's the one, that's my one like part of that music. Otherwise it's all just hip hop and, you know, different things. But when I come around is my karaoke jam and and I, I, do you know what? I kill it and I sound exactly like him, man. So... (laughs) Literally that nasal, where'd I come around? Spot on. <laughs> that was bang on, mate. Oh, you need to put an album out called Rebellious Chords. That's a great name for a record. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's all done in nasal tones. <laughs> it's all really like um, entrance level punk, like American Pie soundtrack music. But <laughs> all right. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, well, I guess I'd use this opportunity then to sort of big up something that you... That, that you're a yeah. big fan of that you think people should check out. Okay. Um, hmm. Let me think. I put you on the spot here. I know, innit? I could, you know, like, the, the first thing I think of is to think of, like, something that's new and, like, you know, you should be promoting. But, like, I can't really think of anything like that. So what I'm going to do is just do some mad underground hip-hop and just, just shout out one of my old-school... Favorites. Hold on. Let me try. No, yeah, yeah. Hold on. Sorry, sorry. One sec. Oh, geez. Sorry. All right, cool. So, <laughs> uh, OGC, yeah, is the name of the crew, which stands for Original Gun Clappers. And, <laughs> and it's spelled Original 
O O and Clappers with an A Z. So you know, you know what they're about. Yeah, yeah. You know they're pretty serious. And uh, <laughs> a tune called Soundboy Burial, man. It's hard. It's got the. It's got the. Um, it's got the um, sound system influence. You know, that's another thing we didn't speak about actually. Um, is that uh, I was into so like through the Bob Marley, obviously got got into reggae and then got into like. Um, you know, Barrington Levy and all these things. From listening to Jungle Records, you hear the samples and that. Yeah, of course. And then when I met up with Dan, uh, my mate, uh, Danny Rankin, who who um, who plays Decoy in People's Do Nothing, uh, we're best friends. We've been best friends for like the last 15 years or whatever. And when I met up with him, he got me into like Supercat and Nicodemus, like, you know, like the the, the 80s dancehall, like yeah. after reggae, it's like gunman style, but still yeah. had a little bit of like, you know what I mean? Like, uh, vibes to it, you know. So, so everyone go check out Supercat, man. He's like one of my top five dead or alive artists, man. Well, we put together a Spotify playlist to accompany the podcast, so people can go and check out all the tunes that we've we've spoken about today. Sick. Um, as we kind of find ourselves moving into a new year with uh, you know a bit of positivity and hope that you know we're going to get back to an element of normality and 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 being able to you know just go and do normal things like hug your pals and you know yeah. all the usual stuff. What are you looking forward to personally, and what's coming up professionally? Just like having a wank in a bush without anyone sure, you know man, I mean? judging you. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, always <laughs> going to be frowned upon, brother. <laughs> But there's no COVID and still not all right. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, I got confused. Um, <laughs> no, um, uh, to be honest, yeah, just like, um, I- I'm just, I'm well looking forward to playing live again, man. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, sometimes you t- when you're doing it all the time, you take it for granted. And like, especially when you're a crew you're all together and you-, you-, you forget that this is special. Do you know what I mean? And, like, yeah, man, we've been reflecting on, like, how sick it is and just, you know, just just, like, just being able to all be together on a little tour bus, you know what I mean? Like, uh, it, it just constantly chatting shit to each other, you know what I mean? Like, the injury, just that sort of stuff. But, but also going on stage and having that rush of, like, completely shitting yourself and wondering what the fuck you're doing here just before you go out. And then and then being like, right, and so after, it's like, that was sick, you know what I mean? Like, having a little drink, yeah. Like, that vibe, man, like, I, I, I'll... I'll never but that, that vibe will again. be times 10 now. And exactly. The, and the crowd is going to be times 10 now. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. everyone's starved of it, both sides. That's you know what, what I'm saying. Mean? Yeah, it can't, it can't not be a sick gig. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, um, so, yeah, that would be sick. And just, and just going out on a night out as well. Do you know what I mean? Like going for a nice munch, not having a curfew, you know, uh, not, not even feet. Because even like, even if you were allowed, it's just like the thought of it. Now, sometimes I'm watching telly, I'm like, oh, they're hugging each other. Like, forgetting that that was filmed yeah. like 10 years. You know, like you have that, it's a bit of a weird feeling. Like, imagine going to a rave and just people spitting in your ear. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? But I can't wait to, it's just all gone and we can all just go in again and go raving and that. Yeah. yeah that'd be sick, man. Um, and what's happening with Big in Japan? Yeah, so the People's Do Nothing movie, Big in Japan, that's that's already, man, that's that's all edited, ready to go. That was meant to come out last August, but uh, obviously couldn't because cinemas. So that's been moved to this August because hopefully by then, uh, hopefully cinemas will be open. Um, but we'll see, man. But that that's that's what's, you know, that's what's happening at the moment. So we'll see. Oh, can't wait. Can't wait. Mate, thanks loads for your time. I've had a real blast, man. Yeah, same, man. It's been fun, man. I like, appreciate your time. Ah, oh, wicked. Take it easy, man. Thank you. Thank you, brother. Big up. 
there you go. What a chat that was. Oh, what an absolute ledge. It was really, really fun. That. I hope you um, had as much of a, a blast listening to that as I did recording it. Um, yeah, looking forward to uh, seeing the film in August. And uh, yeah, head over to Spotify and listen to all the tracks that we've spoken about uh, on Seeper's playlist. Uh, I'll put the, the link to it in the bio to this podcast. Um, and yeah, as I also mentioned at the beginning, there's a Patreon if you want to support the podcast and get extra content. Um, if not, then just go and have a, a rummage in the archives because there's 250 episodes for you to get stuck into there. Uh, I think I'm done. Yeah, I am. Right, take care, and uh, I'll see you next time. See you soon. Bye-bye. I've got an announcement. Save Our Souls Clothing. www.sosclothing.co.uk Why am I telling you this? Because they're our official sponsor. Yeah, that's right. Go and check them out, because their clothing is off the scale. You're going to love it. So they've decided they want to be our sponsor, which is amazing, and what I have to do is I have to tell you about why they're amazing. So here's a little bit of blurb. So they've only been going a year. And they're based in South End on Sea, just up the road from me. They put the company together based on a, a love of tattoos and alternative music. And they've worked with some of the greatest artists around the world to produce these items of clothing that are as unique as you lot. All of the designs are printed using biodegradable, sustainable and water-based inks. In addition to that, they only print on garments made by members of Fairwear Foundation. I mean, come on, great clothing and a conscience. Since going live in April last year, they've seen their audience grow massively and are now selling orders all across the world. And they were recognised by Cosmopolitan magazine as one of the best sustainable clothing brands alongside names such as Stella McCartney. I mean, that's quite a first year, right? So, go and check them out because they've put a lot of love into supporting this podcast and I couldn't be happier. What else they've done is they've given you 15% off. So if you head over to www.sosclothing.co.uk, do a bit of shopping, see what you like, throw it in the basket, and then on the way out, put in the discount code BEAT15. B-E-A-T-1-5. And that'll save you 15% off. Amazing, right? www.sosclothing.co.uk Official sponsors of Off The Beaten Track Podcast. It's Off The Beaten Track Podcast on the Distraction Pieces Network. With me, Stu Whipping. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. 
go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.